count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of... Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. You have found Daniel Donato's Lost Highway. That lost highway. Yes. Howdy, y'all. What is going on? Can I get a yee-haw for the Lost Highway podcast continuing on after a week of being gone out of Nashville, Tennessee? I was in Iowa with the Cosmic Country crew. I shot a shotgun. I went on the Mississippi River. I shot a pistol. Um... I ran in the Iowa cornfields at 6.30 in the morning listening to the new Tyler Childers record each morning, um, coming across um, gray and white herons and bush light cans that say bush latte on them. And at, at, at the risk of not trying to offend anybody, but this might offend some people, but uh, like Jeff Bezos said, risk optimization technique is a wise way to go. That's why I started Amazon at the age of 30. Um, I'm going to be as honest as I can because I'll regret not being honest when it comes time for me to die and move on to another dimension in which I don't know what the fuck's going to be going on there. I'll probably at least look back and be like, well, I'm happy I was honest. Even if I did piss a few people off, I love our country. I love being free. I love having the ability to say whatever uh, I want to say. Um, and so there was something about breathing in that Iowa cold air, having been in Tennessee this whole year, uh, and getting a different feel for different... Um, way of operating in time. There's something about America that is just such a beautiful opportunity. And we live in a world of opportunity, and this is a land of opportunity. And the motto for the state of Iowa was fields of opportunity. And if you think about it, opportunity and optimism have the same prefix. Uh, Shout out to Mr. Chester, uh, AP English, uh, for my entire career in high school. Um, How about this, How about this, y'all? Um, say you say you go through what you perceive to be 20 mistakes a day, right? Say that's a high amount of mistakes per day. I'm actually going to go ahead on a whim and say uh, 18 to 19 of those mistakes were meant to happen. I think mistakes are actually opportunities of meaning uh, for us to see that are supposed to happen to us in our earthly travels as we venture onward in what we think should be actually happening so when when life says go right and you're trying to go left you're calling in a mistake but really what it is is an opportunity for you to see something that you might not have been seeing before and you're just calling in a mistake because you think you're that smart and you think you know what you should be doing and you think you understand and you think you see everything that's going on around you but odds are you don't and guess what that's probably actually a nice thing It's probably nice to not have to have all the responsibility of knowing 100% of what's going on around you at all time. You should try to stop kidding yourself. Um, Our vision, 70% of it is peripheral. That's insane. Are you kidding me? That's insane. And if we hunt, if if we're hunters, which we are, we're also prey, we're going to be using our eyes. We are visual animals. And you're going to tell me that 70% of our vision is peripheral? Well, how do we apply that to an abstract and more meta conversation? We probably only have 30% of our vision that is correct in regards to what we think we should be doing and how we're perceiving our reality around us and the opportunities that are at hand. So next time a mistake happens to you, next time you end up at that red light and you were slamming on your brakes to make it because you were trying to rush through it to try to get to that appointment that you made because you think it should be happening, go ahead and take a second. 
breathe. Wim Hof technique style. And accept the gratitude that is that you have the opportunity to apply at any given moment of your existence. And just admit that sometimes life goes in a direction that you don't think it should be and it actually should be going that way. It's nice. Also, I drank some of those Bud Light sparkling seltzers because I loved the Post Malone commercial. I don't have any tattoos, so I live vicariously through Post Malone. Um, my mom's Jewish. Um, she'd be she'd be pissed off if I did, and I love my mom, right? So I'm not getting any tattoos for now until I can go to Japan and do the Tabori tattoos. Um, yeehaw. Y'all stay patient, stay positive, stay persistent, stay cosmic. My next guest today is fellow mid-twenties music explorer, artist extraordinaire, Corey Harper. Um, he's much taller than I am and much better looking. Um, his voice is insane and his guitar playing is beautiful and his songs are absolutely wild. He just put out a new project called Overcast, which is really stellar and thick with intention and uh, just beautiful music. Um, Corey is a fantastic individual. He's based in Los Angeles, but he's from Portland, Oregon, where he's from Oregon. And uh, his songs kind of exist in that innate sadness that is Oregon, but having L.A. sensibility and California themes in them, it, they're also sunny and happy. Uh, so it's a really beautiful combination of yin and yang. He's such a thoughtful artist, a fantastic guitar player that exists in a really uh, competitive and new way that is in that post Room for Squares um, Damien Rice, Ed Sheeran world of acoustic um chart topping music and he's fantastic um this was i believe his first podcast and we talk about many uh 25 year old things in life we talk about uh staying positive patient persistent during the quarantine uh how guitar hero influenced us to start playing guitar uh why john mayer is uh the fucking goat and um first time i ever said the goat uh, you guys are going to love this one. We talked for, I think, over two hours. This was a fantastic conversation. Uh, the one and only, Mr. Corey Harper. Oh, hold on. My girlfriend's calling me really quick. Let me. Let me oh, that's all good. You tell I'm recording. Hold on. Hey, I'm, I'm recording the podcast right now. No, you're good. All right, bye. Oh, 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 that's great, dude. I kind of <laughs> miss sometimes having a girlfriend in the fact of them calling when I'm doing things. No one calls me. <laughs> When I'm doing oh, anything. Dude. It's like, <laughs> Ding. It's all good though. How long have you had your girlfriend? I love, I love that. Uh, we've been together for like two years. That's a long time. That's a long time for a young man such as yourself and myself. Yeah. How old are you, by the way? 25. Yeah, yeah, me too. Oh, see, that's insane, dude. You have like the facial hair. I have no facial hair. That's uh, no, I don't, dude. I wish I did, man. I wish. Uh, this is like this is after like weeks of growing it dude this is like this is all quarantine right now dude i tried it man i tried doing that like um that quarantine look where it was like just like chilling not exercising right not right. shaving it's just not me i think everyone is in the same boat man don't worry except i've done most of my exercising during this quarantine like it got to a point to where i was like i'm gonna need to start or it's things are gonna get things are gonna go to shit you know are you doing like calisthenics? Or are you going to a gym? Going to a gym freaks me out. Um, Tybo mostly. No, I'm just. What's? Oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm. Uh, you remember that? Like the '80s, like kick, like '90s, like kickboxing videos, the VHS tapes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, 
I, I've just been going. I just run and and uh, I love running. I love running so much. Yeah, I I sometimes I fall in and out of liking it, but uh, I've recently just gotten into it because I used to hate it, and now I'm just like, oh, I, I think it supports my lifestyle of like drinking most days and being <laughs> like sitting in a studio making music, not really making much uh, exercise other than surfing and. All that other stuff. And, Dude, yeah. Surfing is supremely great exercise for the upper body. It's unbelievable. It's crazy. Like, I, I, it's so weird because so many of my friends who are really fit, like, we're like, oh, I want to try surfing. And um, I'll take them and they'll go and be like, oh my God, like, that was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Yeah. The only way to really get those muscles are to do it. It's crazy. I find most things You're- in life are that way. You have to get the muscle. It's true, man. It's the same with, with anything. Playing an instrument, you got to just do it all the time. Whoa. And when, I you feel like, when you don't do it, like, for a while, you, you have to pick it back up again. Have you done anything different in this time? Like, I hear people, like, which I find fascinating, because, like, I, this isn't me, really, but, like, I hear people are like, well, you know, hey, I started learning French. I learned how to, like, you know, do oh, sound cool. design and, like, all these, this isn't, these are just friends of mine. And it's like, I kind of like stuck to my guns like during this time, yeah. just like honed in on things I was already doing, like writing, playing yeah. guitar. I didn't like yep. pick up like violin or something like that. So I was wondering like, right. what have you been, what has been inspiring you? What have you been doing? Yeah, dude. So that's a great question. It's so funny. I was just writing, me and my friend are writing letters to each other. That's something that I've been doing. He lives in London. And so we, 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 we've been like, I never write. I love, I used to write letters all the time to like my brother when he was living um out in northern california and uh or just wherever he is because he's always traveling some places but uh yeah um we've been writing back and forth with each other and i just wrote him a letter yesterday and talking about like recapping during this quarantine because it's like we're i feel like we're almost on the f- the fringe of being out of it and then like it's well i mean depending on where you live in the united states like la where we're like still kind of fucked like so you guys you guys went back to phase two right or is it yeah i think so i think so- we're like everything just closed yesterday. Like it all closed up. But um, same here, same here. Things yeah. closed. Are you in Nashville? I'm in Nashville. I'm a little like, south of Nashville. Things okay. closed. Like literally, they were um, like they were kicking people out that were eating their meals. Yeah. Wow. Well, they're like, we're starting now. We're starting now. Get up. Dude, but, crazy. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So I was just I was doing some writing yesterday, and I was just like uh, thinking about all the things stuff I've been doing. Like you said, like I haven't really picked anything else up other than like oh. i just have so much more attention on what i do on a daily basis all the time oh. you know you have so much more attention on that and um, i mean there's little things like you know i are we had to uh, uh there's a pool guy that like we inherited with this this uh it's such a weird saying we inherited a pool guy you know when you look like <laughs> he came with the place <laughs> yeah, yeah right. it's, it's so funny like yeah it's our we inherited him uh how does that work wait i, I we, don't get how that happens my landlord uh like we rent uh the property from a landlord we don't own the home we just are renters so like every you know obviously i guess anyone who works on the property comes with comes with it so we had to let him go uh and so now i've just had to um for really like serious reasons too he was like super weird and like had some crazy shit went on like started like we he just started getting really it was is a whole idea this is like kicked off the quarantine dude like started like threatening me and like my girlfriend and like my landlord all this crazy stuff like why what was wrong what he, the fuck what did dude, I show? he would um is that paulo santo 
Oh, dude, you got the ultimate mood in there. I just oh. ran out of mine. I, I wish I had some. Amazon coming in clutch. Amazon scares me. Oh, really? That's, I never really thought about doing it that way. Dude, you probably, I bet your pool guy has some Pablo Santos that Jeff oh, dude, just yeah, dropped yeah, off yeah. Prime that I just said. Yeah, truckload. Yeah. That's why <laughs> dude, I lost my dealer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he started like saying, so like, oh, we, you owe me like so much more money than we really did. He would send us texts oh. like, like in the middle of the night, like 3 a.m. And he's like, was he like doing cocaine? Was he like a cocaine pool guy? Oh, 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 absolutely. I think it's just like a staple pool. I don't want to like, I don't want to like stereotype and like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to generalize here, but you know, pool boys, I guess pool guys, you know, there's always, there always is a stereotype that comes with either if, if it's just the chemicals that they're breathing in all day that I am now doing. That's, but, not, uh, that's so funny. That's so sad. Right. Your job can make you die in that way that's really sad surely you'd wear an like or just like be like an asshole to other people but anyways we were like all right dude like this is getting out of hand whatever it's like and it's all we're tenants like we don't really deal with that it's our landlord that that does it but um my landlord's an amazing musician as well he he actually plays bass in queens of the stone age and he has a band called mini mansions oh you might know absolutely i don't know him personally but it's like cool i love that i love musicians that it's hilarious money elsewhere right. outside of music that, that, that there's so many stereotypes where people are like well be, be a musician huh it's like well all yeah. you really need to do is is find some capital find some success and you can invest just like anyone else absolutely yeah absolutely good for him um, is he yeah. cool oh he's the greatest dude i mean he lets me use the studio like this is his it, it came with the house so damn um, damn i just got a lot of cool stuff in here i can't really move my computer around because it's okay. Anyways, uh, back to the, the whole question, which is a great question you asked. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think more just uh, learning. Like like I said, the whole reason I brought up the pool is because I've learned how to now take care of it by myself. It's just like my own pool boy in the backyard. That and, and regrowing grass and doing just like domesticated stuff that like I've never really thought about doing until I've had all this time. But um, I don't know. I feel like... Uh, I think everyone's in the same boat as where is like, it's like, I hope we don't go back to the same world that we lived in pre quarantine because like, obviously 2020 has been such a ride, you know? And so we've, we realized a lot of things that need to change. Um, and probably ha- a lot of people have had, well, I know for a fact, everyone has had like a, an opportunity to like re- look really deep at like I- your inner self and, and, and just kind of sit with like those, your feelings of like what's going on in the world and like, I'm really, uh, I'm actually like, you know, it's a kind of a blessing in disguise. Like this whole thing is like, even through a lot of, you know, terrible things that have happened, you know, people having this virus and then, you know, everything with George Floyd and the racial injustice uprising and protests and everything that's going on. Like everyone is now having this like reality check and it's like really important. And I think it's important to everyone as an artist, it's important to everyone as just a human being on this earth um, whatever you believe in, you know, and it's like, it, it, I think it's going to push people in the right direction as, as far as, um, just making stuff that's going to inspire other people to start listening, you know, um, which is really interesting. And, uh, it's a good time for artists too, like any, uh, not just musicians, any, any form, any art form, uh, that people practice or you're disciplined with to make some sort of, um, you know, it's, it's like it's this is like such an interesting time. This is like history that we're living through. 
just the pandemic, the pandemic, you have the pandemic history. Then we have like the civil rights movement, another civil rights movement, like all this stuff. And it's just like, it's really, you know, it's, it's crazy that we get to live through that. It's weird. It's not like a, it's not like a privilege to live through it. It's just something. That's it is weird. though. It is. I, yeah. Yeah. I think that's it about, is. That, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Like, so like, I, my God, man. So like, so what's really funny is to hear, which I think is, a, I think it's an urgently truthful realization. Yeah. The concept of um, knowing yourself and questioning your beliefs that you were probably just told to believe. Um, and and uh, also like the, you're talking about getting to know yourself more. Some people might call that spirituality. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, Absolutely. You know, and it's like, I think that's like the fact that that word doesn't have like any, like any like top shelf. Like, yeah. People always tie it to religion too, especially like spirituality. Like it's such a, like just its own thing. Why, you know? Yeah. Like I think I look at spirituality as, and religion as two separate sides of the zoo. Like, that is Absolutely. 110%. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's like, that was something that this time forced me to do. My dad and I ended up getting like, this ridiculous. So I live in a small, 900 square foot house behind my parents. Um, my cool. girlfriend and I like had um, we had a house together for years and then we broke up and then I stayed that house for about a year but it felt like some ghosts were living there just felt gross and I was uninspired. Wow, so yeah, dude. Here and then quarantine mm-hmm. happened. And so it was like unbelievably perfect timing. But my dad You're and I now? so this is the house behind your parents' house? The house behind my parents, we're a little nice. south of town. So we're like 15 minutes south from like Metro Nashville. So we're still in a oh, great area. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And, yeah. um, like when I saw you play, I think it was like the high one. I think it was a high yeah. one. Yep. Or it was a something. I'm like yeah, 10 minutes, I, 15 minutes. The high one. For sure. I played, I played there twice. I know, dude, I was, I was there with, um, I, and that's, I just got to meet you so briefly and I felt so bad because it was just like, I mean, you know how that shit goes like at shows. Of when course. You, afterwards, you're just like, oh man, yeah. like all these people you want to say hi to, but I, I was so thrilled that you came, man. That was amazing to see you. I was opening for Noah Khan, I think at the high. Noah Khan, dude, I love Noah Khan's writing. I love his, I love his voice and, and everything. Yeah, He's the greatest man. He's, he's like, we are really really close friends as well as just um we met through you know music and the first time he came and moved to los angeles to record and uh even oh, wow. before the music out we lived together for like a couple weeks in a house uh in venice beach but uh yeah he's, he's amazing he's amazing he's the greatest guy we've Whoa. just been, like buddies like all through quarantine like doing live streams together and you know playing fifa every day and you know just talking we're kind of just going through it together and and it's been really cool to see like he did, he like wrote and like recorded and put out an EP like all during this quarantine. I was just like, Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Did he and like, record himself I, or did he go to a studio? Yeah. He, he's, he lives in like, um, the outskirts of Vermont, like almost even maybe, maybe even near New Hampshire. And, um, he recorded it with a friend of his and they all just like did it really quick. And, and then I released our, actually our, our projects came out, about like a, within a week of each other, really. You, what you dropped, I literally love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that, dude. Were you sitting well, on that material for a second or was it like recorded and trapped during this time? I, rec- I recorded it in December. Um, yeah. I, I had been, so yeah, yeah I have been for a while. I mean, I do what, what we're in, we're in July now. Yeah. Isn't that freaky? Isn't that scary? Like that's July scary. Like I'm scared. <laughs> so I look at my phone and I'm scared. 
I know. Yesterday, I was like on the the sign after signing a letter. I was like, I was like June something, and I was like, why the cross not the July? I was like, I don't rate this like side note. Like that's that's how you know we've been in this thing for way too long. Oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah, I uh, I went home to. I'm from Portland, Oregon. I grew up there most of my life. I was born in Missouri, um, St. Louis. Lived there for a little bit, and then moved. So yeah, mid- Midwest. Um, Midwest life is real. Midwest life, dude. I guess wow. Tennessee is like Midwest South kind of. It's, it's kind it depends of depends who you're talking to. Like, if you ask my my friend Nick, who plays yeah. in the Costa Country band, he's from Iowa, and I wonder what he would have to say. He's like, Iowa is the Midwest. It's like the heart. Yeah, I was like, it's that state that no one really like. You say like, what's name a town in Iowa? They're, they're like. Say bush light. Just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so, um, yeah, I went back to Portland and uh, I recorded it with a friend of mine that I'd been working on. Uh, oh, I'd worked on for for like the last single off the EP or the, the off the last EP, barely put together. Um, and we just he was from Portland and we just like met through just uh, a friend of mine. And we started making music together. And then I was like, I really want to, I just had all these ideas for song. I, I mean, actually I didn't have the ideas yet, but I just knew that I wanted to go record another EP. It was, it was like last September. And I was just like, I hadn't done anything in a long time. Like it'd been a while since I, I just released that EP. So like, you know, I hadn't, I just got off a tour and then I was like sitting with myself after touring for a while, just like, being like, I'm not inspired at all right now. I don't really. When like, you're not inspired, no. does it bug you? Like, do you? Oh like, my god, that's when I just start like looking up the uh, pool maintenance YouTube videos, dude. I just dive into like, I just wow. dive. Into, so I'm, I, I don't know. I mean, if you're like this as well, or I mean, I know a lot of musicians are like this, but like I am so obsessed with so many different things. I mean, outside of music. Oh man, I have so many. You know there's so many things that I'm interested in. And when I get interested in something, like I, I throw myself into that like 100%. And that's, that's like, I'll do that for like two weeks. Like I'll, you know, uh, learning, like learning language. Like I love learning languages. Like I've been learning German since like last year. And I like remember just like for two months, that's all I did. Like every day is just like, you know, study that language after, um, I would, I toured there for a little bit and loved it so much. And I wanted to go back. I went back. The best, do the best fans ever, the best, mm-hmm. the best audiences. Oh so God, yeah. you know, from that to like then you know looking up pool maintenance, pool there pool videos, go. searching that, you know, I don't know, riding 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 dirt bikes, like whatever it is that I'm into, surfing, like doing that for like a week straight. Like I just I I get like super hyper focused, and I have such bad ADHD when it comes to like what I can't like do all those things at one time. I have to just split them up. Oh wow. Um, and it's so weird, but, um, that's nice though. Yeah. That's really cool. So man, I'm just now getting to the point to where it's like, I was just, I'm just a different animal in that way where it's like, if I'm not inspired by music, I unfortunately, you see, stick, like, I stick on music. Yeah. I, I won't go like get a bonsai tree or like, and like figure out something <laughs> different. Like, I should though. That's, it's like, I'm amazing. trying to, I literally Dude. ordered a bonsai tree this morning. I'm really? From Amazon. Dude, I, we, uh, I remember, I think we just, we had to throw ours out like a couple weeks ago. So what was your experience? I was holding like, on, dude. I was whole, I was like, no, it's good. We're going to get it back. I'm going to get it back. Why did God, is it just not, the seat's not, not there? 
is dead. It was just like, you forget the water. Like you forget like one day and then it's just, it's, it's, it's toast. Thank God we don't have kids. I know, right? Thank God. I just feel like I'm so irresponsible. My, my parents were like, my Can you imagine? Like, I know. No. Right. I know. I, I, I remember, I think of like having kids and I'm like, oh, it must be so hard. And then I think of my parents and I'm like, my God, they're heroes. They're heroes. They really are. Yeah. yeah. I, so yeah, I was just in this uninspired time and um, I went back. Uh, I told my friend, Hey, I want to, we should get in the studio and nice. just, just, we should just not even think about doing anything other than just until we, until I land there and we'll just get in the studio and we'll just make everything from scratch. I'm not going to take anything, any other songs I've written. And my experience with most of the music I put out prior to this EP was writing sessions and working on piecing together songs I'd done with different people in Los Angeles. Um, and Who were some of the writers you were writing with in, in LA? Oh, uh, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of some people, you'd know, I, 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 most of the time I, I really was writing. Were they just homies that, that, that have yet to like, are you writing with like a Mar Malik? Are you writing with, no, with Angie I, Watt? Are you writing I, with like, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, it's funny because the guy I produced this EP with, um, Amar, I know Amar um, pretty well, and my buddy who produced this EP, Dave, they are like writing partners and producing. Okay. They, they nope. do together. But oh man, I would love to write with Amar someday. That'd be amazing. Dude, but, he's uh, a genius. And um, I haven't written with Andrew actually, but I know him very well. But um, Andrew Wells is is who I mostly wrote a lot of stuff with when I, I love Andrew. Dude, Andrew Wells and yeah. I had a very we've had ah, dude. I brought some songs to Andrew Wells Andrew Wells at one point. Oh, really? They, they were just not there, and he was like, really? the, he was the nicest guy about. Oh, dude, yeah, he's, he's just, such he's, a classy dude. Oh, he's the greatest. He's, he's the he's, most honest. He's the most honest guy I think I've ever met in the industry for sure. Indeed. And that's why I love working with him. He strikes me as this kind of a guy where it was like, he's so chill, but he strikes me as this guy where he says like, I'm going to do this thing. And then like, you, I talked to him like a year later and he's doing it. Yeah. And it's like, it's really inspiring to see dudes who can just set forth a plan and just go and execute. Yeah. He's an, he's, he's an amazing, um, he's just so determined. He's the opposite of like the kind of person I am, like my personality of like splitting up my attention span of like all different things. He's just like <laughs> so focused on, on this. Yeah. And, um, right. He, he was like the, my EP, my first EP I put out was like one of his first pro- projects he ever did as a producer. So we, we did that together and wrote it together. Wow. Um, I also worked and wrote with uh, a friend of mine, his, his name's John Joseph. He's totally. an amazing bass player, producer who now is producing tons of bands and does a lot of like, he's very, very amazing producer. He's very big in like um, a lot of the indie rock scene here in LA. Um, produces some fucking awesome bands i really love and his studio is amazing um let's see jt roach do you know jt roach i don't know jt roach i feel like he's like in and out of that nashville a little bit um oh, donovan woods actually i've read Dude, donovan come on yeah donovan's one of my favorite writers of all time and it's so funny how we even got to know each other i met his manager i think when i was at a noah con show doing like touring and my manager, they kind of just hit it off and, as friends and they started hanging out and they put us together. But I've been a long time, like he and Donovan inspired my songwriting from when I was like, you know, 18, 19, you know, listening to his music like all oh. the time. And then they were like, hey, uh, do you want to write with Donovan? And Noah Kahn kind of gave me the intro to um, Todd Clark, who 
produces a lot of Donovan stuff. He's a Nashville guy as well. And uh, he was like, oh, you want to go write a song? With, like, they, they want to write with you. I was like, really? And wow. I was like, so that was like the most overwhelming writing day ever. Just like going and having to like have something ready to write with Donovan. I was like, oh, I'm so nervous because this guy's just such a legend in my eyes. And then we got to meet him and I flew to Nashville. I stayed at Noah, actually stayed at Noah's house while he was touring. And he had just like was in the process of moving out. So there was like just a fridge in his apartment. And that was it. Like a fridge and a couch. And that was, there's no bed, like no furniture. It was just like a fridge, <laughs> a fridge with a 30 rack of bush light and in a, in a couch. <laughs> and like, and it was like, you know, where uh, Martin's barbecue, oh, it's not the main one in the city. It's like the East side one. East side. Yeah. 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 East side yeah. barbecue next to the church, uh, uh, across from the church, that big church. Yeah. That, lived, ch- like, that church has since burned down. From the no, it's burned down. Yeah, every other building around it from the tornadoes that happened this year because Nashville's had tornadoes. Oh, yeah, this that's awesome right. Year. Right, 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 right. Yeah, completely awesome year, right? That was like right before. No, that was like during. I can't. Even, my timeline, dude, is so messed twice, up. Twice, twice, brother. It was one, two weeks before quarantine. <laughs> Twenty-three people died, something like that, and then back in April, it happened again. Some mm-hmm. people's power is out for like five days. Yeah. How how is like the like what is the state of of nashville since then i mean very strange like very strange because it's like you have that happen and then it's like oh we can't really do damage control because everyone needs to stay inside their homes and it's also the like the um at least in my circles like in terms of how people generate income and how they generate inspiration through playing yeah. shows and in tracking music yeah um it seems like out in la like the vibe of like doing the, the home studio thing and that being like an actual project is yeah. like pretty normal but in Nashville, yeah. it it's like generally isn't like you hear like outlier records. Like, do you? I'm sure you vibe with like that Mary Morris record, Hero, the first one that you put out. Oh, like, I love it! I love it so much. Aaron Sterling I love, on drums. I love, oh, dude, the best. He's one of my favorite. I actually use an Aaron Sterling uh, Aaron Sterling sample on on Overcast on Fade to Black. The oh, last the song Fade to Black is a, that's in my EP was 100%. a the last like. Uh, the guitar solo and the drums over that guitar solo is like a, I think it's, I'm 90% sure that it's a, we used his, actually, I'm 100% sure that we did that. You don't want a royalty now. Oh, yeah, we'll see. (laughs) 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 I think the part of his, I don't know, I don't even know how that that works because I think it's, no, if you buy the packs, usually they're they're, going to have to be royalty free, especially if you're buying it from (laughs) that sound or something, yeah. Yeah, I've always wanted to have him on one of my tracks, though. He's like, oh, you will. You absolutely. I'm surprised you haven't already. Yeah, because he's him and John Joseph are tight too. But uh, oh, yeah. I ran into him at a coffee shop here in LA once, and I was just like, I just geeked out. I was just like, dude, you like are the best. I just is so weird. And he's like, oh yeah, he's such a nice guy. Like so intentionally, like just a good guy. And he's just like, he's so hilarious on Instagram. I love following him. He's 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 super funny. I met him one time. Yeah. At a coffee shop, Sam and Zoe's. Dude, he's and just always in coffee shops. That's he's not even ever playing drums. It's just hey guys, all for all musicians. If you want Aaron Sterling on your on your record, just just hit a coffee shop. I was like, man, I'm a huge fan. You're working with some producers that I work with. I've been on the same sessions, and he's like, oh yeah, nice to meet you, Daniel. And yeah, yeah. Oh, and, dude. I, and he was like, great guitar player, funny voice. 
Oh my God. That's so, dude, it's just. I love that. It's like the best thing great, anyone's ever said to me. Great impression. Um, I love when people's like a uh, sense of humor, like is kind of invasive and like kind of challenges you. It's like, you know, that they're just like, that's just. Love. Yeah, dude, it's the greatest. It's the greatest. Um, yeah, but Nashville's strange, dude, because all the studios where people are tracking are straight up, especially as of yesterday, fucking closed. Yeah. They do not come here. There's nothing. Yeah. Here. Electricity at all. So I don't, is that the vibe in LA at all? Where like song, like with what? Is the East oh. West open? Is, you know uh, what I mean? Like things I'm, like that, like are people even tracking? I have no idea. I see. I'm so removed from that world. Like I, mm. I like, like wow. I, I was kind of, I was kind of talking about this. We started talking about writers and everything, but, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I like this, this EP that I did, I completely wrote just me and my friend Dave. It was just me and him the whole time. So, and we both, co- I co-produced it as well. It was the first time I co-produced anything. So for the last like year, I've only written on my own. And I think the reason that this um, EP has been one of my favorites so far and the most cohesive um, is because I've just, I I got to go back to where I was from, you know, in Oregon and kind of just sit with myself for a while and like really let these songs come out naturally instead of like going into a room and like having to have this like ego and, you know, meeting other people. Not that that's like a bad thing because it's like, you know, meeting other songwriters, you have to, kind of be prepared to kind of put your best thing out there and like doing the run, doing like the, the speed dating thing of like in LA, I did that for so long, like the, the, for three years, like the, the songwriter speed dating thing where you just like, I'm like, Oh, book me for these sessions, book, uh, book me with these writers, like wh- whoever wants to write, let's do it. Go to a session. And you're like, you have to like tell them who you are in like five minutes. No, you know, I know. And, then, and then like write a song yeah. that's like about your like deeply deep, like, like feelings about something that's like, super personal you know you're like oh yeah cool man all right cool had a nice to meet you yeah yeah cool all right what's your name all right cool i'm court yeah man all right this song i'm gonna write about like the most depressed i've ever been in my life and it's uh, like <laughs> how, do you, how do you how do you bridge that gap between like getting there you know that familiarity with that person like getting them there you know and convincing them of like that's what you really feel but anyways it's hard when your all the songs that I've put on EPs from the past, except for the one I did with Andrew, because I did that with him exclusively. But mm. there was this like all this middle ground that got covered between this EP and the one I did with Andrew, my first EP, my debut EP on the run, of just where I was finding how to find my own voice in songwriting and in music and just like in general in life, like knowing what I like, knowing what I don't like, finding out. And I think that's the most important part. Like people always ask, what's you know, the best advice you can have as a songwriter as a musician is just like going out and like being open to knowing that you're going to make mistakes and you're going to mm. you know you're going to write the wrong song you're going to write with the wrong people mm-hmm. you're going to you're going to you know do these things that you're you're going to learn that you don't need to do anymore and or maybe not just not to do anymore but just like at the time you're going to figure out like your own style and figure out what what it is that um, makes you your own unique songwriter so uh yeah it was just like a lot of for like two and a half three years i was just figuring it out and um you can kind of hear it in the music too because it's like kind of all over the place although i do like to i pride myself on you know wanting or strive for being a you know my music having diversity and not just having a sound like i hate like when people are like oh like like what's your sound or what's your like what's your what's your like what genre music do you play which is like 
given a lot of people who ask you that are um, not like musicians themselves. And then, you know, it's really easy for someone to say, oh, like, do, what kind of music do you play? Who does not a musician? You can say, oh, I play indie rock. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. You know, but it's like, I play so many different kinds. You do. And that's I mean, the thing, man. Your music, it like has, um, that's why I literally, the first time I heard Marshall Vore. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Early days. He was the first person I ever worked with as well. And and I write with him as well. And um, yeah, dude, Marsh is one of my favorite people like in the world. I couldn't like wrap my mind on, on how to like classify the music because it sounds like LA and it sounds like Portland, but it also has like a nationwide, like um, like salient, clean, like clean popness to it. Which oh. is, I'm just assuming like that just, is just who you are as a person that's coming through your craft. I'm wondering how much that is cognizant with the creation yeah. process. Right. It's, I think it's a collection of just things that I, you know, someone who was saying this, I heard someone say it, mm. something like this the other day, but like your music is always going to come through how you, or it's never going to come through into you how you want it to sound. Like if I hear a song by the 1975 and I'm like, oh, I really want to like make music like that. Like it's, it's hard to, without totally being derivative of like that to turn your own style into being like sounding like that and having that, the characteristics of that kind of music, but it's the, it's failing at doing that was what makes it your own thing. And I think that's as far as like, that's how I learned to play guitar, like copying, you know, playing John Merrick's like, like for five years in my bedroom over and over and over and over and over again and and singing like him over and over and over again. My the, me failing at doing that turned into like finally having the structure to be able to improvise. And that's where I found my own style is like, after I've built up all the, you know, the base of playing guitar and the ba- the base of singing and all that practice through doing it over and over again, that moment is when you can, the moment when you can finally improvise and stop ripping off that music is where you develop your own thing. You know, and I, I'm curious, like what your, journey as a guitar player and now making you know recording your own music um and what what is your you know journey look like as a guitar player because like i come from i was a guitar player first and then i wanted to write music and write songs mm. so what what's wow. like what's your thing been like have you always what was like first for you just playing guitar obviously because you're just an incredible guitar player thank you thanks yeah, likewise I love likewise so much Thanks. Oh, likewise, man. I, I fake it, dude. I fake it. You're a, you're a real one. I guess, man. I, it all started for me where it was like, um, I started on Guitar Hero. I was really bad at skateboarding. I love that. My friends were so good at skateboarding, and I, I really didn't, like, I loved wearing, like, Etnies and like, Element and stuff. Yep, and dude. Like, Osiris's? Any Osiris's? The D3s? I really had a pair of yeah, that's amazing. And then, like the front, then, like the front right side would be all fucked up because I was trying to learn how to ollie and yeah, slide on up. Mm-hmm. I could never do that though. Like, um, I still do that in my life. Like, I still try to not skateboard, but I, I try to skateboard at things like where right. Um, right. guitar was like the thing in my life where I I picked it up, um, from Guitar Hero, and I was kind of naturally uh, efficient at it. Like, I just learned faster. Yeah. And uh, I loved, loved being bad at it because I was able to come up with the like, next steps on how to build it and get better. 
That's it's cool. still to this day, like I have things that I still feel like that side of me is still present, that, I'm, that part of my identity. Um, yeah, absolutely. And so the guitar is like a time travel device in that way. But it was just like that for me, man. Like it was like getting into the music that was on Guitar Hero, like specifically like Paradise City by Guns N' Roses. And I heard that song, it changed my life. And uh, it gave me a vision. To be are, like, you, are you fuck with me right now? You're totally I'm, fuck with me. I'm dead serious. No, you're not. I'm being. I'm <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing. You're doing. You're doing one of those interviews on me that you do at the crowd uh, uh, when you go into the at Nam or whatever. Dude, I love doing those. Those are so fun. Well, I just love. I love like being the person who's like, "Hey, we shouldn't take ourselves so seriously." Dude, I'm. I totally like. I just do not believe this story at all. But if this is true, that's, a, that's like one of the most amazing stories of, of all time of like developing guitar playing. Isn't that so funny? No, it really was. It really, that is it really was. Amazing. I wish I could make that up. I wish I was funny enough to make that up. So, no, so how old? No, no. I mean, dude, it's a, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's funny though. It so is. It, cool. It, it, I'm, I'm cool with it being, um, with it being a sign of the times too. Like, I like the idea of like me being inspired by technology and you know, something that you know, a lot of people would normally shit on. It's like, well, no, it actually comes down to like the person and what they're going to do with their inspiration. It's like, I love yeah. Guitar Hero, dude. I, it's so oh, Do you really? <laughs> no, have no, you tried no. VR? Have you tried PlayStation VR or like Oculus? Dude, I can't, I get so, uh, it freaks get me out. sick. Like I get yeah. dizzy. I can't do the VR thing right now. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. the, maybe, maybe the pool guy, maybe the pool guy is great at VR. Maybe. Oh, probably, dude. Yeah, okay. probably just sees VR in his in his head without even needing it. <laughs> but wait, so that's so interesting. So, yeah. how did you transition from like being what? So, what, what is this like? Two thousand seven? Yeah, you had a great job. Yeah. Two thousand seven. Oh, I know my guitar hero. I know my guitar hero release days. Yeah. Guitar one, guitar hero two, do guitar hero two, or no, guitar hero three is when I really, I really dove in. Like I was. I was like staying home from school, like faking being sick because I was so obsessed with the game. No, same here. Seriously, I would tell—I would literally tell my mom I'm, I'm too sick to go to school because yeah. I—I had to get that note streak. See, um, the note streak was elusive. It was hard to get. Yeah, this. Yeah, it was. I feel like I get note streak live though. I get note streaks live. Now, I think really? I the same way. Yeah, 100%. yeah. Oh, dude, you're the note streak king. You're just, just. There's just so many. It's ridiculous. Well, it's indicative of who I am as a person. Like, right. And that's why I kind of love podcasting because to me, it's the same thing as a jam band. Yeah. Which is my I, favorite kind of music to play. It's like, yeah. it's improvised. Like, right. this is like jamming. Yeah. yeah, dude. I love that. That's so, so cool you say that. Like, I get so anxious about doing Instagram lives and, and <sighs> like, so funny because this is our first time really having a conversation more than, you know, a couple minutes at the high It like the, literally feels like the 30th conversation we've had. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah yeah that's cool dude like that's such an interesting way of saying it because i get so i've never even really even i think this might be my first maybe my like f- second or third podcast i'm so honored dude i'm just like i try to talk to people Very i genuinely am a fan of and i just love your uh, art and i love your content and i i just love your vibe as a person so that's i'm so glad that you can it goes both ways man likewise um, i wish i was like i wish yeah. i was as, as crafty and as interesting online as you are like i love when you do i love the videos you make of you playing guitar with the with like the the random backgrounds so can you like explain how that how you're doing that it's kind of hard to see right but um so the green screen obviously yeah so we can see my so this is like my um this is like newer place i'm living in so we actually installed it there's lights in the ceiling okay um i invested some money 
and we just ended up like yeah. building a space that works. And uh, so it's great, man. So we just roll down the green screen if you want to do those kinds of things. You have like, um, the car tracking, like the, 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 the finger tracking thing. That's so yeah, key framing. It? That's all my father. Okay. It's all my father, man. So my dad played oh, really? guitar up until when I played guitar. And when I started getting really serious at guitar, he took all of his energy that he would normally put into playing, and it yeah. went into supporting my development. And so, like, yeah, right after Guitar Hero, we like uh, my dad's like, you should try making some money at guitar. Try making it an entrepreneurial endeavor. The idea of making money through music. And yeah. so I went and started busking on the street and like he drove me. And then he was like, well, once I started getting some gigs, he took photos and then like, Hey, let's, what's this Instagram thing? You, you're posting yeah. videos on there, but why don't, why don't we get a DSLR camera and I'll take some video of you doing it. It's like, I'll learn how to edit in Lightroom. Just, I'll learn how to- you just gotta monetize the, 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 the creation, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I guess it's funny that it, it started off in the idea of wanting to monetize, but it's genuinely like my dad's like my uh my my straight up just my partner in anything you know creative um he doesn't produce he's not that's even album credits so on he's not like a producer or anything on my records yeah anything i do that's on no royalties, usually no he royalties. touches no father royalties no mechanical royalties. uh they're called they're called uh paternal and maternal <laughs> mechanical royalties uh spotify just got rid of yeah 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 i love that <laughs> it's like weaved in the algorithm somehow <laughs> What's the mom and dad rating on this playlist? That's amazing, dude. That's such a cool story. Like, uh, what an amazing dad to be so supportive. Dude, he is. He's my hero. But during this quarantine, we got into some serious fights. Like, oh, dude. Worst, I mean, the worst fights we've ever gotten. Oh, you have. I mean, you're probably. You know, you're not the first person. You're not the only one. I, I promise oh, you that. I'm close. Man. No, I, I think mean, everyone's having shit with their parents during this time. Their parents, their girlfriends, their boyfriends, their their dogs. People got both. Yeah, dude. Can you imagine having a girlfriend and a boyfriend during this time? That'd be fucking hard. All the masks. Dude, all there's. I mean, open relationships. There's. I can't imagine. I I don't believe. I don't think those work. I think it's just. I think it's probably. I don't know. It's it's probably subjective. Is if if Uh, depending on the person. That's very open minded. I think it just depends on what you characterize as what i guess what, how you love somebody well that's a deep thing and surely that transfers from person to person yeah yeah true. Yeah, yeah i but I, I as well for one can say i think those things are so subjective and i can say for me that is like the furthest thing in my mind that would ever work for me as a person that's why that's why i can have i can have i have open relationships with with guitars though oh wow i've never thought of it that way out of guitar you get really attached to it and then go to something else Dude, we need it. We need that. We need some guitar content, dude. We gotta have some. Or people are gonna they're gonna be like, "Why are we like we're, we're talking about like open relationships now?" Like, no, it's like talking about open tunings, not open relationships. <laughs> open tuning with Daniel Donato and Corey Harper. I love that. What do you? What, what do you? What's your favorite guitar right now? I mean, you got right now. Uh, I got a lot. I love this right now. It's a PRS. PRS. Yes. Special twenty-two. Okay. Cool. It's a great, I mean, Fenders are like my favorite actual, like forever, like my favorite guitar. It's like Telecaster, yeah. but like the like du jour, this man, this Dude. is like, it's just like a Tesla. So I haven't really, I've never dived into the, the PRS stuff, man. I'll put you in touch with um, Rich Hannon, who's um, uh, A&R at, uh, at uh, PRS. He's been with Paul since the beginning. Like he's, 
he's a legitimately inspiring character to talk to. Yeah, I'm sure you know all the guys, dude. That's crazy. I not putting you in touch with him, man. You gotta get in on one of these cards. I would love to, dude. If there's a there's a silver sky laying around anywhere, like that was a hit me up about doing the silver sky. I'm like, listen, everyone who is my age loves John Mayer. Like, I don't need to play a guitar that says I love John Mayer. I know, right? Everyone loves John Mayer. You can't not love him. So you're a John Mayer fan then? I'm a immense John Mayer fan. I think John Mayer is like the Michael Jordan of guitar for our generation, without question. Yeah, dude. I I 100% agree. I feel like he... I feel like he's bridged the gap to so much music that I was even first inspired by before I even knew about him. And like my dad grew me up on like 60s, 70s music, you know, the uh, James Taylor, Jackson Brown um, thing. Stevie Ray, like Stevie Ray was like one of the biggest, obviously, influences in my life as a guitar player, wanting to play like him. And then being like, oh, John Mayer is literally like the same thing because he writes pop music, like vocally, his blues guitar playing, everything. Wow. And he was able to like, I feel like John made a bridge to all that music mm-hmm. where like a lot of that music got lost within more popular music that started coming out. But in like, it's like he's on making all this pop music and then he, you see him play guitar and see him do all these things. Like that's like all nuanced in his way, but also has like characteristics of BB King and Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Ray and, and just like all these just shredders back then. And, and people that like, you know, invented that, that thing, you know, it all comes from that music. He is just the dude, right? In that way where it's like, you can hear what he heard and then yeah, you, can, exactly. you can hear I put it in his music. It's like, right. Absolutely. It's another one of those things of just like, I so believe that like, if you want to be great at something, you just find something you want to copy and just do it, copy it and just like rip it off to the best of your ability until you're able to like improvise and make it your own. Like, like literally so much of like all of if you listen to like battle studies i think like you just hear so many so much clapton in that in that record and like and on in in continuum oh yeah jeff beck as well for sure with the oh my god yeah on 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 a a heartbreak heartbreak warfare heartbreak way for yeah the the weird oh that thing is so cool i remember like when i first learned that lick and also like one of the great exercises that i do now when i like I mean, I say that I'm doing that now, but I'm, I'm, I haven't played guitar in so long. Oh, know. really? Oh, whoa. Come well, on. I, I, I mean, I play every day. I just, I don't play, play. I don't like play as much as I used to, like really trying to, you know. I feel guilty about that sometimes. You know what I mean? I get so, it gives me so much anxiety, but is, um. I think it's, we got different goals now. We have different understandings of what reality is and what's possible. I think it's when you're young, you think that it's all in the guitar. Yeah. I don't know if it is that as you get older. I think you realize it's more encompassing of the entire self and listening. Absolutely. Discovering yeah. your voice as a whole. Is and, and Yeah. And realizing that those times where you spent away from it are really important as well. Not just like having to like burn yourself out on something, but you got to clean the pool. You got to clean the pool, dude. It needs cleaning. Especially, for, especially for the 4th of July. Do you, know oh. <laughs> you guys do bush light for the 4th of July or do you do a different year? Yeah, yeah, it just might now. Now, now that you're inspired, <laughs> because you can't, you can't be drinking IPAs. That's just no. I, I, I hate IPAs, man. But I also think that's why I don't grow facial hair. I think the same reason why I don't like IPAs is the same I'm reason. Pretty, I'm from Portland. Do you like? You go to Portland. There's like, if you drink Coors Light or anything that's that's not, that's not like nine percent alcohol, they're like yeah. stroking their beer. Nine percent. Nine percent. That's that's only four percent. 
No, it's just like, like Portland. There's so many like, which I love about Portland is like so many microbreweries and all these crazy. They're like it's the tangerine, wheat, citrus, ale, dark, dark caramel, brown, stormy, Ben Deschutes, whatever. Like, it's just, oh, just it's like, ooh, it's like this is nutty. I'm like, what? Like, dude, just drink it. Drink it, man. I'm like so. Par- I have moods like I'm like, oh yeah, I love this IPA. It's not, oh, it's, that's that's really. It's like such a like a musician thing. Like when you're testing a guitar, you're like, oh, that's warm. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> when someone plays a the guitar, they're like, that tone, it's so warm. You're like, yeah. all right, dude. Like, like, can we get rid of that word? Like, can we say something else? Well, it's like, what is that word? Like, that word means nothing. Like, bright? What does yeah, bright mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, I don't know. Just say it sounds good. Oh, but what I was saying for the, the guitar thing. Yeah, totally. I'll, I'll show you is uh, that, you know, the Edge of Desire lick? Oh genius! He wrote that at Chateau Mormont, did he not? I, dude, so you oh, dude, now you're really uncovering, you're uncovering your mayor, your mayor. Oh, inter- dude, I mean, it could be open source data that mayor's one of my biggest heroes. You hear this? Yeah. Nice. I like how we're doing a John Mayer riff on the podcast. That's really. Isn't that great? So the D'Angelico sounds great. <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah, D'Angelico. Yeah, it's great. Shout out, dude! I haven't like done a video. They sent they sent me this guitar. Like, um, a rep was a mystery on Instagram. Is it Justin? Um, I actually I would have to check. That's all. Uh, good. That's cool. You know that riff though. Yeah. That's cool. You know that riff. No, it's cool. Dude. I don't know that riff. Oh yeah, yeah. I can teach you in two seconds. But this um, the DC Deluxe, dude, rose gold. Oh, I love rose gold. Favorite. But here, let me show you. I think you'll really appreciate this other one. Let me Come on. You step away for a second. Yeah. This is your your vibe. You're a Telecaster guy, right? Oh, for yeah, man, absolutely. It's just my favorite instrument. That's my favorite tool out of all tools. Whether it's a laptop, whether it's a it's a it's a it's a vice grip. A Telecaster is just the, my favorite tool. It's the vice grip of guitars. God, it kind of is, right? Might not even be that complex. Oh wow, we're finding. We are finding a new guitar. I love that. That's great. Dude. I don't, no, it's not new. It's old. I don't know where I put it. That's interesting. Oh, you, know, you got a straight up. You have a Mayer acoustic behind there. It might. Because I was moving some stuff around. I don't know if I put it. I took that one out. To lose a guitar, I've never lost a guitar. It's a it's a GNL like custom. It's a those are cool. Like relic. Uh, I think I, I forgot the guy. I got it at a guitar shop in Venice. Um, called Time Warp Music. It's like the coolest, weirdest eclectic guitar store. I don't. I hope it's still there. But um, that's really bugging me now. I'm like, it's so weird. Like it's not in one of the cases over there. Oh no. That's all right. Life goes on. Isn't that funny? So many things we worry about since yeah. they do not fucking matter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's no, it's a cool guitar. It's I got it like randomly. I traded like a uh, Lone Star Strat for it. Lone Star. What a funny thing. That's funny. Lone Star beer is also not bad. Dude, that's so funny you say that. I just I'm I just uh, started watching True Detective <clears throat> season yeah. two. And I, I thought that that was a fake beer, and I re- researched it, and it's a real thing. I have oh, to go. I'm gonna have to go find. Supremely real. Yeah. Now, buying it now might be a weird thing politically because it's from Texas. 
But everyone's weird. Everyone's weird about Texas right now. Yeah. Well, I'm I sure mean, in LA it's pretty. I'm sure it's pretty. I don't actually don't know. I don't know how. LA is are we not? Are we? Are we not supporting Texas now? Uh, well, Texas it was just that they're just acting. Texas is Texas, like. Oh, dude, you want to know something crazy? Actually, even secretly from Texas. No, no, no. no. I, I, I wish, dude. Honestly, Texas is, a, is an amazing state. Um, it's, a great, it's a great country. Yeah. Great. It's a great. It's a great, <laughs> it's a great country. Right. <laughs> uh, love. Love that country. Um, my, I, we, I was like reading this morning on my girlfriend always watches like snap Snapchat news or whatever, or like, oh, yeah. um, very resourceful, uh, Absolutely. very honest. Um, credible. Uh, it's a, what is it? It's the, it, these, this, this like college town or somewhere in Alabama there, there, and this is no, this is no joke. I researched it up. It's a real thing that's happening is they're having a, competition to see who can get coronavirus first and whoever gets it first gets some sort of cash prize that they've all chipped in on what's the cash prize that's a real thing i don't actually i don't know the cash prize but that's that's a real thing that's happening right now in in in, you know in the united states that's so stupid i don't get why people i don't get why you could be alive in in the most technologically advanced time in human history and be that stupid Like, I just don't get how that happens. Yeah, yeah man. It's, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, it's where, where does those decision, where does that decision making, like, how does that become a thing? Like, I know. Where, how does that get introduced to, to the world, let alone to a community of people? And how does that even, uh, it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's just not our scene. It's just it, not our scene. Dude, and that's a really neutral stance to take. Yeah. And I, I really, I applaud not, that. I really do. It's, I, I, I've gotten a lot better at, at like, you get, the more older you get, the more you just realize that you just can't give a shit about things that you, you know. Can't it's so much, it's so much more, more, um, and this is like, I'm not trying to be the, you know, oh, I'm such a, you know, this is, I'm so high and mighty. No, but these are speculations. It's actually helped me so much in just, music and everything is just like not giving a shit about something and just saying, Oh, that's just not my thing, man. Or, Oh, you know, that's just not my thing. You stop apologizing for being yourself. (laughs) Right. 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 Exactly. Isn't that, isn't that the same shit? Like, yeah, that's true. It's not me. That's just not me. Yeah. 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 Well, instead of tearing, tearing other things down because of how you need to express like how that's so isn't you is rather, rather just say, you know, it's just not me. You know, Whoa! Like, I ever, super like oh like sometimes I can be really judgmental and look at something and look at or like look at what like an artist is doing that is just so not my thing and I'm just like what the fuck is that's not you you know but it's like what it's like that's not my interpretation of whatever it is they see that they want to put out in the world you know my my it's everything subjective music art and everything I think the older I've gotten the more I've it, um, I'm able to realize that and it helps a lot. <laughs> Do you find, do you, the thing that I still struggle with, even though just because it's like a reflex, not because I haven't thought it through. Absolutely. That's a very good way of putting it. I have this weird reflex of uh, comparing myself to others. Dude, if you don't eat, you're like, you're preaching the choir, man. So I wanted to ask, like, is that, especially during quarantine, like there was a, like a week there where like I couldn't even realize I was dating. I was just like seven other people that I was comparing mm. myself to before yeah, I was ever me. 
I can't even, I, that, that speaks so much volume to what I go through and what many artists go through, especially now in the age of social media. And it's just like, it just kills the creator. That's it's, it's inside you. It really does. Does it really? I yes, have, it does. Yeah. And I have to apps like actively try to silence that voice in my head, but it's really hard. And I really, I fail at it. Most of the time I find myself comparing to people online because it's like, we've been in this age now for what, seven years of having Instagram be, be a really like big, you know, media platform for artists and being, be, be taken seriously, you know, cause for a yeah. while it wasn't taken seriously. It was just a, you know, a fun thing to have. And now it's like, you're swipe up in my story to get my name. Oh. You know, like it's a, it's very serious. It's, but yeah. it's also so dangerous, dude. And that's like, that's the whole, you know, complex of our modern society of technologies. It's like, there's so many things that are helpful and there's so many things that are dangerous. And it's really easy to fall into a trap of comparing yourself to other people. I do it all the time. I do it every day. I'm like, oh, you have like huge people like supporting yeah. what you do. That too, monstrous, that too, monstrous people supporting what you do. Inside. Yeah. That too is really like, uh, that has to fuck with your ego. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, whoa, like why is, why, you know, these people are, posting about my music there's people I've, I've been on tour with these people i've done these things but it's like you know i'm how come you know i'm not playing to you know fourteen thousand people i'm not playing to you know these festivals oh this dude got this festival like oh i didn't get it this year oh man like it's not like it's not my agent's fault at CAA. it's like it's 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 just how the world works it's like it's WME. Oh no, we gotta cancel the podcast. We got we got rivals. <laughs> oh no, me in the booking in the booking agency. No, I have the greatest agents in the world, but like I, I'm constantly just comparing. I'm like, oh, why didn't I get this? Why didn't I get? Oh. This? I didn't get Bonnaroo's. Oh, what? Like, no one got Bonnaroo here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Damn. Well, I feel like we're hitting a social reset. Like, I hope I hope we hit a reset, and it's like. We don't go back to the way we were pre-quarantine. It's like, that's the only thing we can, you know, keep looking forward to as, as far as coming out of this is just like, you know, keep learning about ourselves now and then putting it forth into our music and our art uh, in the future. Whenever, whenever it is we do get out of this, we'll still, maybe we'll, we'll be watching this in, in, in December and laughing and being like, let's do another one because we're still in this. But, I would love that. Uh, we, we need to have a recap, right? Yeah, we'll do a cosmic Christmas cast. Yeah. So what what's what's next for you? What are you what are you working on right now? Are you uh, what is your daily like? I guess I hate that question. Like, what's your daily routine of music? But like, what's your? That's great. Yeah. What is your? What are you? What is your day? What are your days looking like? As far as like, what are you putting the guitar playing and songs and artistry and everything? Hundred percent. So it's like back in December, I recorded some music too. We did two days live in the studio with um, Robin Ford. Uh, oh, and you know any guitar <laughs> player loves rock. I saw that I saw that, and I just was like, I was just extremely jealous, dude. That was insane. Whoa! So, it was how did it insane? Like, like another question like, I was ask you is like, have you, like who who are some of your heroes that you've met and been able to like just shed with? Like shed sure you, with my heroes. I'm sure, you met a lot, you know. Robin. Yeah. Robin Bonamassa is one of my heroes, but mainly from like a business standpoint. I like how Bonamassa owns everything. Right. Like he has no label. He only has him and his fans. So like when coronavirus is done, yeah. if his fans want to go, he, they'll be there. 
Yeah, he, dude. He doesn't have Live Nation taking 20% from him. Dude, maybe he could do the, he should have Vanilla Ice open up for him, dude, at the <laughs> Vanilla Ice concert in Texas. Today. Today. I could Today. see that actually being a, a concert. Well, I, I did like Adrian Casada from Black Pumas. We did a podcast yesterday, and he's like, Vanilla Ice is playing here tomorrow. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Dude, let's go. <laughs> well, yeah, let's take a let's do a private, let's do a private like that. Yeah. There'd be nothing better than right now for people, to, for artists to take a private flight with all like the global warming bullshit that's happening. Oh, isn't it great? I love that, dude. You see, oh my god, I, I don't want to get off that this topic. Yeah, yeah. So we we did that record in, and so that was insane. That was really fun. It was really cool. Yeah. Gave me a lot of nice. Um, I love humanizing my dream. So like, I call it from mine to Spotify. So like, it starts here. <laughs> It starts here, and then with a bunch of nail biting in between, oh, it's here all of a sudden. And it's like that's actually a magical thing that it goes from here back into here. That's a crazy, crazy thing, man. That's so from mine to Spotify, that happened. And so I yeah. figured out in the middle of all this how to defer a terrible record deal because Robin was producing the record, but he doesn't. He didn't want to deal with like the business dealings of finding a home for the record. And so this company came in, they, mm. they offered me a terrible deal. And I'm like, no. And I'm going to learn why this Good is happening. Good for you, dude. Good and for so you. we're putting it out on Cosmic Country Music independently. Yeah, which, dude. Which is going to be awesome. I'm really excited about that. Um, so that's been, that was been like, like the mind endeavor of what I've been focusing on lately. But that's been you, done. How are you um, releasing music? Like, do what uh, distribution platform are you using? One RPM. Oh, okay. I haven't heard. No, I. Uh, you would love them. I before I was um, with uh, Cobalt. Well, I was using the Orchard. And yeah, the Orchard, right through Cobalt through your publishing. Your yeah, publishing? well, I was with the Orchard first, and now I'm with with Cobalt. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. But uh, I was with the Orchard too for my last couple of releases. They're they're, uh, they're great. Oh, they're great. Yeah, I, I and before that, like before I even had anyone in my team, I was just using TuneCore. To release music. I think the work, we're in a time now where the playing field's level and the market doesn't. It's not like the dude listening to your shit in Nebraska is like, well, he's on the orchard. Yeah. It's yeah. like, <laughs> it's about the product. It's about the art. Like, it feels yeah. like the art speaks for itself. It's like your yeah. art clearly speaks for itself. Man. Oh, thanks, you, man. You, you, yeah. Two course, And you as well, man. Really, in a, in a way that's just, I think it's, I dig it so hard. It's so Likewise, man. Yeah. You just are like, have your very, you have your own individuality within being a guitar player that like i feel like so I, i'm just like i think we we both could speak on this for a minute but like the instagram yeah. the insta like how do you have your own individuality in like the instagram guitar thing world you know it's like it's Crazy. just so much of the same stuff and and it's this is not me me hating on it because there's so many like guitar players that there's there's unbelievable yeah but there's been instances where i've like gone up to meet up with a guitar player on instagram that i've, that I've like you know, I've met, I've followed on Instagram for a while and you meet them in real life. And it's like, it doesn't translate to just like improvising and just like no. playing. And, and I think that like we've, as a, you know, guitar playing, you know, guitar players now are looking at guitar players on, on in their Instagrams and they're like seeing this one minute thing. And they're like, they don't see the like 4,000 takes where they're like, Oh no, I gotta do it. I gotta get it perfect. I gotta get it perfect. <laughs> perfect. I gotta get it perfect. And it's like the, you know, watching, uh, it's just, I don't, you know what I mean? Like it, it there's so no hard. I didn't mean so well. And it's just like, 
Uh, yeah, man. It's like Dude, so- I did this event with Jam so- Card. You know Jam Card where they do those dope yeah. circular events? We did one at NAMM. Mm-hmm. The biggest event at NAMM. They were turning people away. It was with Fender. Cool. So they were unveiling this new line of Fender guitars. And like yeah. everyone's there. Fender CEO is there. Their friend Ed McGee. Um, it's like all the like, artists are there. It was like a big NAMM deal. Which is like man, right? But it's it's a big deal. It's like this big company is launching their guitars and they're gonna have artists, myself included, come help launch those guitars. This is like a multi-million dollar yeah, you know, budget for you know, advertising campaigns and like yeah. they, they, a lot of money went into this. And so they had some artists come play that were Instagram famous. And dude, it does not translate. It does I I seen and I won't name any of those people because they wouldn't do anything. Oh, but right, yeah. They but I know exactly who, who they are. We we know that who they are. You you know you see them all the time, and it's like their body language wasn't there. Like you could tell it's that that animal has not been in that environment. Yeah, it's a, it's a show, dude. It's just it's a show, show, bro. That's why you can't take it. Like this past week, I lost four hundred dollars on Instagram. Oh really? Like, uh, I can't take it that seriously because it's just like. Mm. In the long, in the oh, long just like not life, posting or like just from. I post it every day. I post it every other day, actually. Mm. I just lost followers. I don't know why. And that's the thing is, I don't even, I don't even care to look into why. It's like I'm posting things that I know if I look yeah. back in five well, I, years, I'll be happy. Right. I had to. I stopped. Look, like I fucking dude. I, I, I feel like the like Instagram algorithm for like followers is just like gone off the roof now. It's just weird. I'll just get like random bots, you know from. <laughs> a lot of beaver bots a lot of beaver bots dude um, <laughs> love the beaver bots no but uh i mean it's back to the guitar thing like it's it's so um yeah it's it's interesting to see the the world in which people are being inspired to learn guitar now it's all coming from like you know youtubers and youtube guitar players and instagram like 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 oh i'm an instagram guitar player is a real thing like that's a like being a guitar player means so many different things now Mm -hmm. and back then it was like oh what kind of guitar do you play like what do you are you do you play jazz do you play blues do you play everything do you play mainly this but now it's like there's so many subdivisions of 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 like oh i play like neo pop like for like one minute on Instagram and then it, it loops. And then, you know, it's like, wh- where do you, can you just like sit down with people and, and start improvising and play and really like write a song or, or, or all this. And it's just, uh, I feel like I've been just so uninspired and that's my own fault too. Like not, not just because of like what's surrounding me now as like guitar players, but like, I just, um, I'm feeling like I've, I found it way better to just go back into the things that inspired me in the first place when I was younger. And that really like lights another flame for me to start learning again is because the, you know, just watching live concerts, watching live YouTube videos, like that for me is like the sickest. Like, I love that more than just like someone with a ring light playing, like oh. <laughs> it's just like, no, no offense to ring lights. Cause dude, those are great. You need them. Yeah. We, we, we need it. We need it. But, uh, that's fucking so true. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. seeing something happen on someone's like, you know, a lot of the videos that I grew up, uh, you know, just like watching for hours and hours and hours were like YouTube videos of like someone's cell phone at a live concert, like watching, you know, someone play guitar at a concert and being like, Oh, how do I do that? Or watching like old tapes. The first tape that ever inspired me to play guitar was 
um, VHS of the dance, uh, Fleetwood Mac that re- they recorded in Burbank. And Lindsey Buckingham was like my, fi- he is and will be my favorite guitar player of all time. Really? I didn't know that. That's so cool. Like yeah. the landslide solo. Oh yeah. And I mean, just all, even his solo stuff too, like uh, Seize We So. And I've never all. listened to anything solo Lindsey Buckingham. Oh, he's, oh, he's awesome. Dude. What's the record like for a run today? Uh, check out seeds we sow okay What's yeah. it called again? i think you'd seeds we sow oh see that's so heavy dude it is it is really heavy shit man it's really you know his a and r guy was like all right seeds we sow like dude yeah yeah oh my god he's like Lindsay, dude, just trust me dude yeah because <laughs> <laughs> no, i think it's a song it's a song off off the record Do you find that's it a weird guitar he was playing though. i hope it's the thing oh you know what that is it's a rick turner model one model it's, one sounds cool you, doesn't it? It's like that. That to me was like what made me want to play guitar. Is that like? Can I see it? Can you put it closer? Yeah, come on, yeah. The Rick Turner. And you can't. You can't get him. You just can't. Oh, oh, oh no, 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 that's the ovation. Sorry, I'm pretty sure that's an ovation, right? Oh, is it really an ovation? I think so. Like the the pick. It doesn't have a hole. No, um, no hole. But uh, no, no. So this is the the guitar I'm talking about that like inspired me to play guitar and it's the weirdest guitar. And I don't think they, they're not even, they're not, obviously not made anymore, but I think they were made for him too. Uh, it's, an, it's an acoustic electric. Like it's the acoustic sonic, like the Fender acoustic sonic house. Oh dude. Yeah. But like, no, but like way, I think way its own thing. Like it's one of these. I'll show you. They're beautiful guitars. I wish I had one they're just like incre- oh they're no they're, they're like they're sold on reverb shit they're like four, everything's on reverb four grand everything four grand is a lot of money for a, yeah for a guitar yeah i guess it's kind of mid-level high like i just know. haven't bought a guitar in forever dude good for you this this guy dude these guys see that oh yeah i know that guy you know you know what i mean yeah, that's cool though. Yeah, that's actually very cool. Craziest sound, just using his fingers and, but yeah. Um, yeah, that, right. Seeds we sow is like a. It's not. It's, that guitar is so cool. It's a weird like, yeah, acoustic electric. How how do you like the the Telecasters? Because I see you play them all the time. The, the, oh, dude, I love them. I love like I just love innovation. Innovation's so inspiring. Yeah, it is, dude. I, I agree. You know, I think guitar players naturally are not innovative creatures in the sense we don't like to see things being pushed forward. But it's very right, ironic because right. it's like our very. biggest heroes, like you know Hendrix would know how to like use Ableton if you were still alive. Oh, absolutely. That's such he an would, interesting like conversation. Yeah. You know, you I know mean, he would like know yeah. all of the plugins. He would know how to work native instruments. He would know how to do oh, yeah. it. Because that's what he was at his core. You so definitely I'm, have the, yeah, the, you definitely have contact 12 silver silver edition dude model one the ultimate suite ultimate suite the ultimate do you to hear about this i got it i got it i love it hendrix is hendrix was 27 yeah we are 25 yeah i know it's like geez i gotta i gotta start playing guitar <laughs> it's like can you like dude like he was he was like he was hendrix when he was our age yeah well like that's the thing that scared me that, even before that like when that's he was what like I'm saying. 19 over in london just playing I, I think it's because i'm from washington i'm from vancouver washington which is like a suburb of portland basically it's right on the border and him you know being from seattle i think is so dope a lot of great just rockers kirk, kirk Cobain, like 
some of my favorite music. Nirvana. Yeah. I mean, Kurt's just one of my all time, all time, like just, yeah, I can't even, there's nothing to say because it's just so heavy. I love Actually, I didn't know Kurt was that big of an influence on Yeah, especially uh-huh. recently, like later as I've developed, you know, more of my, you know, finding out who I am as an artist. Like it really, I mean, I listened to Nirvana growing up. Everyone did. Everyone listened to Nirvana. Oh, you know? yeah. But like, I really actually started uncovering who he was as a person and like as an artist a couple of years ago and reading his, reading a lot of his books, his biography, um, or sorry. Yeah. Biography. And, um, just diving into his life is like really hard to do, but it's really intense. And it's just talk about someone who's just like lived so intentionally, like, as an artist, like you just, oh, no. like, I love intentional living. Like that's something yeah. I've been thinking heavy about. Mm-hmm. Heavy. Yeah. Just, he was so in tune with himself, but also in, so out of tune with himself at the same time. And just like, didn't, didn't care. Really didn't just wanted to do cool shit. Just wanted to make good music and just was just, he's so nonchalant about, you know, making money and all that stuff. But like, you know, deep down, you know, that's like, you know, people care about that as, as much as like you try to deny, like, Oh, I want success. Like it's something that you try to get without having to think about getting it. But, um, I think that's why their music is so amazing. Obviously, you know, Chris Novoselic and Dave Grohl really made, made it work as well. Oh my God. man! That's, that's a conversation too, that I've always like thought is like, what would, what would like, what would happen if like Kurt just had a solo career and never had never met Dave and Chris, like, Oh my god, dude! Oh my god! You no. Know, oh my god! There's like, no way. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no way. Crazy, like that weird. It'd be like a weird solo thing. But uh, if he would have lived, it definitely would have turned into some solo acoustic tours. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It probably wouldn't have been the same. Yeah. I don't know. But, I think about that all the time. What if Hendrix was still alive? Yeah. Well. What would that tour look like? What if, man? I know, right? It's it's so easy to uh, to think to try to actualize those things, but it's just you know, at the end of the day, it's not it's not Wait, the it's also yeah. not the thing to do. Yeah, right. But then that you know, you use that to inspire yourself to, like you said, move things forward because you can't if you just are stuck in the same. If we're doing the same thing over and over and over and over, there's no innovation. You know, innovation now seems weird because it's weird. Like you know, Dylan going electric at the time, people were like you know, boot them off stage. Like, Oh, this is so, this is so stupid. Why are you doing this? Like, this is like, it's like, that's another example of someone innovating something that like ended up being like, you know, it's un- unreal. Like Jimi Hendrix covered his music because of that, you know, and him playing Clapton and doing all that shit is like, it's important, but then it's hard now to be like, how do we innovate it without getting too like techie? Because all the innovation, like we're moving forward as like a, a you know, a, a, technological you know society so how yeah. do we back then it was like yeah it's uh, so weird. i know man now so it's like it seems like the uh like the concept of having to innovate now not having innovating it's just doing innovation yeah well, it's, it's like it's harder than just like simply plugging in a telecaster and like just playing your songs right electric, but <laughs> yeah. that's it's pretty innovative but it also I just think, could have been like yeah they had it easy man like, how do you like there's so like i said there's so many subcategories subdivisions like just sub genres that just exist you know now that's like 
where do we where do we push it forward or is this something that researches back to like nothing you know back to like something that's like you have the 80s and you have you know disco and then like in one year you have nirvana and elliot smith you know oh my god man like, does you know, that happen you know what i mean it's like you have you have like the 80s you have michael jackson and the reign of like pop music and like how disco pop blended into like elliot smith and a white tux at the grammys like whatever like doing a solo acoustic song like it's insane i think that's why sturgill simpson is one of my heroes everything he- goes in a circle do you yeah. think, uh, have you heard I've that never concept? Died. There's a great concept too that's real where it was like ethnic culture every seven years goes from like, goes from punk to psychedelic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Punk to psychedelic. And it's like, yeah, it's true. It, it kind of is that way. And I feel like we're entering that psych phase. Yeah. Where everyone's like, we're all like, the vibes are like, everyone's merch line is tie dye. Right. Everyone's it, talking like about a, ayahuasca. It's, <laughs> it's a, like, it, it's a circle, but it's a circle that moves up. So it's like a spiral, like the next level of what that was before is just on another spectrum, Always. you know? And then, and then again on another spectrum, it's like, you know, going up a spiral staircase, you're still going up. It's just, you know, coming back to the same point, you're just a little bit higher and, and it sounds a little bit different and there's more whatever plugins or more, more, more <laughs> new, new things or it's like, how, how, what do you feel about, how do you feel about uh, Kemper? I think it's cool. Like I'm, I'm for all of those things. Yeah. I think it's cool if you know how to work the, the the tools, like the analog tools. You have one, or do you? Are you just always doing amps? I'm doing an amp that's uh, it's a, right now. I'm doing a Fender Tone Master, which is like a Joe Kemper, where it's like you plug an XLR into the back of it. Cool. And that runs into my rig here, but it also has the ability to be an analog amp simultaneously. Okay, cool, nice. Fucking. Is there awesome. is there imaging then, or no? Yeah, it's a profile. Nice. The pro, so it has two profiles on it, which is like, really insane. Awesome. Yeah, it's like, it's there. It's because I feel like when the campers came out, there was such a like surge of, of like guitar players like looking around at each other, being like, "Uh, how do we feel about this? Oh, it's oh, this is so stupid." No, but it's like, dude, you're you're like, why are you carrying a hundred pound amp to like fifty? <laughs> like, like, just put it in a, a fucking Pelican case and you're good. Like, do you use one? You fuck with a camper? I, I wish, dude. I I don't have one actually, but all my friends do. Yeah, that's the LA thing. Is the yeah, it is right. I w- I would love to get one. Dude. I just I literally like don't have the money to get one right now. Money but, is a hard yeah. thing sometimes. Money's hard. It's a weird thing. Oh, I was gonna. Oh, dude, the weirdest thing happened. You made a million dollars. <laughs> no, no, no. But I I I didn't not make a million dollars. It was it was it was. I got a letter in the mail. It said like to whatever our address resident, and I and I was like feeling it. And there's like this like hard thing in this envelope. And I was like, I got to bring this up in the podcast because this is like just way too weird. And maybe someone else had this experience. It was a letter from Harvard, like, you know, Pennsylvania, whatever the address, or that's where Harvard is, I feel like. I believe Harvard's in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it said whatever the town was. Um, and it said, oh, two resident. And, and it had like a dollar, a dollar 25 in it, like a, like an actual dollar in a, in a 20, you know, a quarter. And a letter that was like this formal letter it was like NPR and Harvard or we are we are two resident like talking about like we are wanting your um, uh, personal you know how have you been personally affected by COVID nineteen and we're doing a survey or whatever but oh, cool. but I, I dude at first I was like dude is this like a like a is someone like sending out like contaminated like 
dollar bills to people and like acting like it's it's like it was the weirdest thing it's like when have you ever got in the mail like like it's the weirdest thing to to get him on as a letter it's just like there's a dollar 25 and it says here's a little bit of uh, or it's like here's a little bit for your cooperation and twenty five, like what? Yeah, like it's like twenty. Is that was that what you think twenty percent? The twenty minutes of my time is worth like. What am I going to buy? Extra caramel or frappuccino? Yeah, like yeah. Half, half a Gatorade, dude. Half a guac, half a guacamole. <laughs> not maybe not maybe like a quarter even. Yeah, they don't know I'm, inflation. Maybe that. Yeah. Was I'm I live in Los Angeles, dude. Like, this it's hard to come by here. <laughs> Demand. Yeah, yeah, I might might be, dude. It's probably like some like like cyanide on it or something some chlorine. it's so weird and it said like uh fill out this survey and get like the get the rest it was like ten dollars or whatever it's just like this is the weirdest thing dude i gotta i gotta something else so if anyone else out there got this survey to their home please let me know because i'm like i could be infected like I, I yeah could. and like what the fuck like that's some that's some state school nonsense not harvard you think harvard would be sending an amazon they're, gift card they're they're right. amazon yeah gift. dude come on yeah, at least an Amazon gift card. Damn. Your time. So you said you did not make a million dollars. Have you actually made a million dollars playing music? Oh, no. I just meant like uh, like I made $1.25. Oh, okay. I was going to say like... I, I made a fraction of a million dollars. A fraction. That's great. Yeah, a fraction. I'm trying to meet someone like... I'm trying to conceptualize. Like, sure, there's some people our age who's in Dude, if I... Are you trying to meet someone who's made a million dollars? If I had made a million dollars by now... You I wouldn't would. be doing. I wouldn't be doing my own pool, dude. Fuck no, you wouldn't be doing my own pool. You would have had that pool. Got I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be adding. I wouldn't be balancing my pool. Actually, you know what? Fuck that. I would be. I, I definitely would be. Okay, so it made you. you would have been one of those. You'd be. I mean, my would you be influencer guy? Like, gotta work hard. Yeah, you'd yeah. Be my own pool. Yeah, I bought some stock. You'd be like Ty Lopez of pool thing. Yeah, dude. Exactly. <laughs> I got. <fake laughs> No, I, I have a weird relationship with money. I'm like, my money, uh, you know, I'm independent, you know, artist. And it's so funny because so many people who follow me, especially my friends from back home and people are like, oh, dude, you have like so many followers and you must be making so much money. And it's like, this like, is a great talk. No, like I'm not. I'm actually like, I literally have like, like no money right now, especially like well, a lot of people with this, with this pandemic. But even without that, people just like have this instant, like, they assume since I've like socialized with some of these people who are mi- worth millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars that I'm instantly just like someone who's just rich or I make music and I'm a musician and I do that full time. So I must be like making a killing. It's like, dude, I, you make more, I promise like whatever blank, you make more money at your job than I do. Like <laughs> I promise. Well, what's really fucked up about that? Well, I'd count it tomorrow, dude, if I had the skills right now. <laughs> I would love to make the make the salary and account it would make right now. Does but that doesn't that freak do you that. out a little? Where it's like, man, we, we put so much into like our stuff, and we like we don't leave our job, like we're at the workplace. Like our job is with us twenty four seven. Just thinking about yeah, it. it is. It really is. It's with it's with you when you go to bed. It's with you when you wake up. It's like there is no clock in. As, but like also it's just how you treat it because i feel like a lot of songwriters especially in, in nashville dude i feel like nashville is the most is the epicenter of you know songwriting being like a nine-to-five job or more oh, like yeah. a 10 to 2 you know certain kinds of songs certain kinds of songs although yeah. it's getting like the the nashville music that comes out of nashville some is just some of my favorite music but also 
it's just, you know, there's so many different things. So many I different like things. Parts of Nashville is like that, that 13 year old that's mad at their parents. And they're just like, they're wearing like, your parents like, what the fuck are you wearing? You're going to wear that out of the house. Why are you acting? I, I feel like that. that. It's like, why are you wearing Wrangler jeans with the Yeezys? Like, <laughs> what are you? Okay, I, I follow what you're saying now. Like, you're just so ironic that, yeah. and you're not, you not don't know thing. you're ironic. It's not our thing. I mean, it, it may not even be a thing, but it's not our thing. I'm all for it. I, I wish I had a pair of Yeezys, dude. I wish I did. I would buy. And people have asked me to get them a pair, too. They're like, oh, dude, you know, like, this person that knows this pair, like, like can I get some Yeezys? I'm like... Do you see, like, dude? I'm wearing fucking Danner boots, bro. Like, dude, I love those. The fuck with those heavy, dude. These uh, f- check these out. Port the Portland Portland Timbers, actually. Oh, see so Portland. I love the ACGs. You probably like Nike ACG at all? With what? Nike ACG. No, I don't know. Like that Nike's outdoor. Oh no, I haven't checked it out. Oh, damn. I haven't. I have, like like same, I have like the same running shoes of of, of for like four years. I was telling my sister the other day, it's like, I've had this since like, since like these shoes since like before my voice dropped. Yeah. So, right. Well, I, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I probably have gotten rid of my, I probably like, I went through puberty super early. So. Damn. That's I why I stopped stop. wrestling. Uh, that's what got I me still, in the guitar. I still feel like I'm still going through it sometimes. My voice cracks all the time, Dude. especially when I'm nervous. Does your voice crack when you're singing? Oh yeah. All the time. It actually cracked at, uh, Dude, I think it, yeah, that's where it, that's where it happened. I think I remember you mentioning that to me. I was like, I think we talked about that, and it was like, uh, yeah, you're uh, aware, you're aware of the, of how like use the larynx and how to make sure that it doesn't go up and, and, and that it does the right thing. But it's like, mm-hmm. it's funny how like I feel like the voice is not like guitar in that way, where you literally can control the volume. Not like that. Yeah, yeah. for me. Yeah, I feel like a voice crack is like you're clipping, you know? It's like your voice clipping. That's you know what I mean? Do but you feel like... Um, it happens all the time, man. Like, especially if I don't warm up or I'm not, like, really taking my thing seriously. But once I, like, have... Once I have a couple shows on the road, then I'm, you know, I everything's dialed. Are you, like, maintaining your athleticism as a musician during this time? Like, are you doing warm-ups and things like that? or, or No, dude, no. Which is I feel really, like that's normal, though. I wish... I should be. I don't know about I mean, all the should be things though. I did like a, I was doing like a, I know, right. I was doing a, uh, what, it, what is it? Like a, I mean, how many, how many live things have we done that I'm like, I have to like go back and see, you know, filter through all the like live sessions, uh, you know, online things that I've, that I've done. But the most recent one I did and my manager sent it back to me. He's like, dude, he's like, you got to warm up your voice before you do. Oh. He's like, can you please re like recut this? And it's like, oh, my God, you know, You're mad. That's so funny. I, like, you know, dude, but my manager, my, I'm like my manager, my day-to-day manager, Jordy is like my, one of my best friends. He's also, we're also just like really close to my AC in my studios. Really just pissing me off. I like it's, it's been, and that's, that's one of the reasons why my voice is so bad is because no, it's not going to work. Obviously. Oh, it's, it's too cold. No, no, hot. It's like I live in the valley, so it's like ninety degrees all the time. Uh, is it warm better? Is it warm better? For, like I hear, like a uh, my friends used to work like, like AV jobs. They would like set up arenas. Yeah. And, like when Adele came to Bridgestone, it was like eighty-two degrees in the arena the whole day. And she loved it. That's that was for her demand. That's sick. Well, I mean, I wish I was Adele. You know, like yeah. Adele, Corey Harper. You know, 
It's big, uh, <laughs> a big, a big, she's up here, by the way. <laughs> Here's one I thing that I want to run. For, what's on? Oh, I said, I think I have a lot more, uh, a lot less like room to work with vocally than her. I feel like I can take yeah. That's like a thing that like I wanted to ask you about. Like, I'm very much like my voice is the thing I'm least comfortable with in part of me being a musician. Like, yeah. And it's like um I'm just least confident with my voice. And it's, yeah. it's one of the only things in my life where like I don't have like a natural stand up with my shoulder straight confidence with, which I've always had. Mm-hmm. Um since before I remember like being a person, like people tell me I've just always had like I can talk to people, I can get confident. But tell me about vocals. Was that it for you? Or you was, did you have that same experience, or were you just kind of like good at singing? When you, when you just kind of what? Were you kind of just good at singing when you tried? No, 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 not at all, dude. I, I mean, I could sing really? like the first ever songs I ever recorded when I was like sixteen, and you like, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, so my brother was like the singer. My brother and my sister both sang, and my brother is an amazing singer. He was like traditionally just perfect singer. Like he did a lot of, um, like like opera singing and uh, musical theater and real real, and like I hate when people say oh someone has so much talent because you can have talent but if you don't work hard it's it's nothing meaningless but he worked really hard at his voice for so long and was like really classically trained and everything he just had this like just booming fucking amazing voice still does she doesn't she doesn't practice as much now but uh yeah he was always like kind of overshadowed like that's why I didn't really like become a singer until or or really even like just found myself as an artist until i was older is because he was always like the 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 artist you know from like a young he's just he's like always uh uh, as well as being just a a freak genius like one of the smartest people i've ever met and um just intellectually and and just in all senses of of what it means to be a genius uh i was just like really intimidated to like start singing because that was like his thing Wow. Um, I just started loving singing and, um, wow. wow. I grew up, I, you know, I just started like listening. It wasn't until I started hearing, you know, getting really diving into mayor and, um, listening. Was to it mayor? Like, That's amazing, you know, man. Yeah. That. And like, well, at the time too, like Ed Sheeran and, and, you know, listening to like Alan Stone and like all these people that I really got into, like, I mean, very eclectic version, like, people voices so uh, different right because i feel like ed sheeran's like the least singer out of all those dudes oh no no dude he's like um, oh his vocals are incredible i feel yeah he's like i feel like his vocals are just unbelievable even though he has like such a distinct voice that's what i mean but, like i feel like alan stone like outsings anyone. oh right yeah, yeah of course right but these are this these are the people that i like at the time were listening to a lot and getting really into um and um yeah, I never really had like a, I would always just play guitar, like I said. And then I would, I had all, I wanted to write songs because I love writing. And I wrote a lot of like poetry in middle school and like loved writing stuff. And ly- I wrote lyrics all the time, but I was like, never had anyone to sing it. So I just started singing in my car on my way to work. I used to work at um, Timberline Lodge in, in Oregon um, on Mount Hood. Nice. Yeah, it's a ski resort. It's like an hour away from my house. And I would sing in my car all the way to work and all the way back, like mm-hmm. for just a year and just sing every day and sing songs that I liked and sing songs that I listened to. And just really like, like without judging myself, I was just like, I'm going to get, I'm going to find and find my voice and start singing like, you know, these songs that I like that people sing like, and then, like I said, it's just copying something away until I was able to 
have my own style with it. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I grew up singing a lot, like as a kid and loved music and since I was, you know, really young, but I never really intentionally was like, I want to like write songs and sing them for myself. And I still am like, my voice is the most, uh, definitely, you know, my most vulnerable point for me. So I think it's like, wow. I think, I think it's, uh, and guitar playing too, especially now that I've like, haven't practiced, but, um, I mean, I think the, the best thing that helped me is just having to realize that like, you know, to find your voice that works for you and to find a voice that works for you or that like describes you as a singer or to have that, um, you know, finding your voice is never going to, there's never, you're never going to like find it and be like, Oh, this is how I'm going to sing forever. Like it's always changing. I feel that's just for me for like, depending on what music I listen to, like I've certain ways that I sing that are different that emulate all the kind of music that I like. But, um, Mm. I think it just took me doing it all the time, every day, especially when I was building the basis of, you know, my vocal cords and vocals. I just had to do it all the time and just know that it's going to, you know, it's going to be a journey. Like I'm still taking vocal lessons and I still am learning about singing and it's just like a lifelong thing you are going to have to commit to. Wow. Are you doing lessons still during this time? I haven't, I haven't during this time, but every time before I go out on tour and stuff. Um, and I'll, I've learned a lot from lessons to like do myself, but. Right, that is that thing. You are how to do Yeah. But you just find your own, you find your own voice and you know, it's like, a lot of just and I, I would say I have a distinct voice. I don't have like a normal traditional singing voice. But I learned how to do all these things like, you know, doing runs and you know, list but from listening to like Alan Stone and like a lot grew up in a lot of like gospel music, loving gospel music, like that sort of singing. Like my my I mean I, my the way I sing, like which is what like all music derives from, but like comes from like black music, black singers. And a lot of pop music, all pop music, any, any pop, any pop song. Now you hear a singer that's like, you know, it, it's all comes from, you know, gospel music and from so long ago. And like, my God. so I've modeled my voices off of like other black voices and, and just like having a lot of trying to whatever sort of soul I can, I can muscle muster in my voice, you know, uh, it's just emulating that. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I've I've just listened to a lot of music and tried to emulate it as much as I can in my own thing. And like I said, failing at trying to be that is what you come up with, is what makes it your own. So that's so beautiful. That's great, man. I feel like everyone who hears that's going to be inspired by the fact it's just a human learning something. Yeah, I, I mean, I hope so. That's that's like the, that's the goal, I guess, is to, to inspire people to because so many people like I. I I thought I would never be a singer. I was like, I'm never going to be good at singing. And I just had to do it all the time until it just finally started sounding, you know, decent in my head. And from there you go make decent sound good make good sound great and keep it up. You know, it's like a muscle. Like we said, you don't do it for a long time. It's going to go, it's going to go away. Dude, that muscle thing is real. That's a real, real, real thing. What about, what about you? When did you start singing? I started singing when I was 19. So okay. I've yep. been playing for years. Yeah, that's crazy. I still, I still like, I don't know what it is with me, but I still have definitely a much long, long way to go. Um, your voice is so beautiful. Just sincerely, truly. But thanks, man. I, I got, I started singing when I 
someone showed up. I, I got hired to play a gig. I needed a gig. I just got fired from, from my normal gig. I had a place called Roberts. But I needed to pay my rent. So I picked up a cover oh. gig. And they didn't show up. And so I started singing. And I loved it. Oh, I love that, dude. You have all these cool stories of how you like came to play guitar and sing. And I just am like... I wanted to, yeah. It's, you have way cooler stories than I do. No, not at all. That's that's a thing, man. That's awesome. It's cool, and then just like that's how my whole life has been. It's been trial by fire. Yep. Trial okay. by fire. Yeah, I honestly I agree as well as mine. I can, I can say the same. I think it's the only way to learn something is to have to be forced to be put in a situation to where whatever you've been memorizing. You have no time but to just steep it up and understand it in your bones. That's amazing. And that's exactly what I'm talking about when I'm talking about like the, the, the Instagram guitar thing. It's like, it's that moment of like when something fails and like, you don't have like that perfect take to, you know, go off of is when like you, you like you are like a master improviser because you've played you. thousands, yeah. thousands and thousands of shows. Like you literally know how you can, there's, there's nothing that can throw you off because you've, you've been, you've had that happen to you before, but like oh, yeah. people who develop themselves online as like all these perfect videos and everything. And like the age of now that we're learning guitar is like this, this, this perfect thing we're seeing is like, it's just not a reality. Like, you know, and, and, and especially, you know, guitar players. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of how to wear this. Like people who, become famous really quickly and really fast now in the, in the age. And if you do play an instrument, like what happens when you like break a string or you, your guitar pedal goes out or like you, like something goes wrong. It's like in that moment, are you going to be able to be like, okay, I know what to do here. I'm going to, you know, no way. do that. Yeah, no way. But like no the people who've had the gigs of like, you know, I, I, I can't even say as much as like, what you've gone through is just like playing thousands of shows. Like you, like how many, sh- how many shows have you played in your lifetime? You think like over like, 2000. Yeah, absolutely. It's insane. A lot so, of like, terrible. Just, <laughs> well, no, but that's where you develop. That's where you develop everything. Like it all comes from. And that's the whole point of like, I feel like what we've been talking about, it all comes from, you know, the work that you put into your craft and um the the all the all the layers underneath that like no one's ever gonna see that like really start to pay off and really become who you are as an artist and that's what makes you is like all the unheard mistakes all the you know shows that went bad and people didn't show up with and all of that becomes who you are as an artist because it's just ingrained in you and you're you're ready for whatever comes your way next um whoa man that's crazy that's beautiful Oh, well, it's just, it's the honest truth. It's just, it's real. You get it. You understand it. Yeah. I think I, I think I understand now that whatever hours I put in, no one can take those away from me. And Mm -hmm. then two, those hours pay off and they don't pay off when you tell them to, but when you need them to. Exactly. And when you're, you know, those those hours you are putting in, you're like, this sucks and I'm sounding terrible or this is, you know. I'm not, I'm not sounding how I want to sound, but like that eventually leads up to, you know, how you do want to sound. That's the thing too, where it's like, that's the thing this quarantine has taught me where it's like, I'm different. That's why I love social media. The social media gets me as a show. Like it's a stage where I get to say, here's my personality. Here's what I do. Yeah. I love that. And it's only that. It doesn't need to be everything else. It doesn't need to be this political platform where you share your anger or you share your your discontent for for other, the contempt for other people. Um, 
Like, yeah. give me a, like, would you, would you honestly, would you, would you go on a stage and say, you know, fuck this, fuck this, fuck that? No, like, if there were a room full of people, you would want to make them all happy. And, like, that's why, I, that's why I call myself like a serotonin dealer. A serotonin that, dealer. It's like, it. if you look at my page, well, that's all I want people to have. It's just moving well, the serotonin in the midst of all of this bullshit. Yeah. And like, yeah, and like people like Allbirds trying to sell you shoes for $75. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's, that's, yeah, I love that. It's uh, I feel like I I look at um, kind of you know, especially in the in the age we are right now, and like in the time we are right now, and like what's going on in the world. Like, I feel like uh, everyone has a place in how they um contribute to change, mm-hmm. and what you see on social media is a lot of people trying to um, it's a lot of people on the in a, in a similar trajectory of 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 what they want to say, what they want to get across, and. And, and a lot of the times it comes, it just becomes so overcrowded in one way of, um, you know, this one, this one job of like a bigger spectrum of, of a job, you know, like everyone has their, their individual parts they need to play. Um, and a lot of the times you see a lot of people just like finding one, um, you know, vessel and, and, and using that. But like a lot of the times it just takes, it's like a business. Everyone has everyone has their, their place. And like, like a lot of what I've been doing is just like taking time to like listen and learn and, and really like finding where my voice will make the most impact. And so for you, you're like my, the most impact I can make is making people happy, you know? And, but also maybe on, on doing your part aside from your Instagram and not just like, you know, showing, Oh, look how much I know about like social injustice and all this. And like, Oh, I'm like, going to post this this story for the 400th time that I've seen on my feed you know it's like which is important though because there are those people we need we need people to you know speak out and like now like social media has become a form of communication whether we like it or not so that's how we communicate with the world of course but um but everyone has their has their has their place and um I think as a musician me personally I have been trying to find where my voice, you know, matters most and will, will impact the most people. And I'm still figuring that out and it's going to be, and it's just a lifelong commitment, you know, to, you know, learning how to communicate in a way that's not going to divide people, but like bring people into a conversation. Cause that's literally the whole point of, of, of life is relationships with other people and not just, you know, dividing people so that you have all oh, this group is thinks this way this group thinks that way because there's never going to be you know a, a, a place where change can happen but um it freaks me out when people say like when i when i say something like there's like even people within my own family and they're like what you said was too neutral and i'm like too neutral so you're saying what i'm saying is too socratic like it's too much encompassing of a group conversation so everything i should say should just either make one person delighted and the other person pissed off. That's yeah. not going to help. That's not going to scale any positive change. Yeah. That's not going to work at all. It's like, you're totally right. And realizing your place, realizing why people subscribe to you. Like if somebody yeah. subscribes to you, but yeah. you, you're providing them a promise that you're going to bring a certain thing to them. Yeah. Like that's a real thing. Like it's unspoken agreement, but it's like, I, I, I take it very seriously. It seems as you do. Like I don't want to break that promise. And so, like, I think the unthoughtful thing to do is to just act emotionally and, and, and not really think about what you're saying. 
but maybe the thoughtful thing to do is to think about what you would say and then think about what do people perceive of me and what's my functionality in their life where I have cosmic country and all the stuff I do to podcasts, et cetera. How do I make change that way? Like who yeah, knows me? Like today before before our conversation, I was able to talk to my friend Scott Carly, who's a police officer for 20 years. Yeah. Wow. And it's like, dude, we talked about like legitimate life things that happen to a police officer. Like mm. that's a great way to like have a dialogue about, you know, defunding the police and yeah, it, 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 that's that's exactly right. Is like I've had to have like super super uncomfortable conversations, especially approaching all of the things with um, you know these protests and and uh, and everything going on. Like it's it's just you have to you know uh, just posting a picture on Instagram and you know saying something is never going to make the change. You have to like there's no action. Yeah, you have to you have to take action and, and have conversations that you don't want to have, but. Damn. Like I said, like, I think, I think, um, in a way being, I think like being neutral is still like hurting the voices that typically aren't heard in, in a sense. So instead of just saying like, instead of being neutral, it's better to say like, how can my voice without hurting other people, uh, uh, be contributive or, or contribute to the agenda of what needs to happen. How does that how does that pan out for you? Do you think on your own personal experience? Um, like I like I said, like uh, just taking a moment to to figure out where I stand and or not 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 even stand because it's like it's such an obvious standpoint, you know. I know, but, dude, but it's, it, it's also becoming increasingly less obvious because it. Are you right. also saying that because surely you don't stand for people? going on Melrose and stealing all of the Travis Scott Jordan ones. <laughs> like there's no point in doing like, that's not going to help anyone. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it also is really tough for, you know, two, two white guys to say, Oh, that's, you know, to, to look at that happening and start to instantly, like even people, I hate that the media and everything like covers that's, that. That's, that's going to be the first thing that anyone's going to cover and anyone's going to talk about. And I don't even give that even attention because it's like, it's activism. I, it's no, not I, yeah. And I have no idea like the pain and sorrow and the frustration that the, the, the black community has right now. And like talking about, Oh, well, you know, I, I hate when people, obviously you have a point in saying that's not the right thing to do, but like, it's, it's, it's not okay to talk about that and say, Oh, well, how, you know, do you think that that isn't, that doesn't just, that doesn't justify what's happening, you know, Zero. To community at all. It's like, it's like, that doesn't, you can't use that to justify what the police are doing, you know, and what uh, is happening to, to the black community and black and brown community, because that's obviously the biggest scapegoat for like any, you know, someone who has the you know other side of the argument is like, Oh, well they're, you know, looting and rioting and all this stuff. And I saw it firsthand. Like I was on Melrose watching it all happen. So and, that's great. You saw that happen. Oh, I saw people running into stores and stealing and doing that. And I was just like, and I, and at first I was just like, so like, what is going on? But it's like, you know, a lot of people you hear, you, you know, I see a lot of quotes like from people uh, quoting, you know, writing is the voice of the unheard and, and it is true. But even I just like, I think talking about it just like doesn't get anybody anywhere. And yeah, it's real. like, like you said, how it's like, how, where I stand, I think like, I think it's best to figure out like where your voice can make a, a the biggest impact. And before just word vomit and saying all these slogans and saying everything and saying all this stuff, which is also important because it's, it's, it shows solidarity and it shows um, your commitment to uh, you know, a community. 
and it shows that you're supporting an agenda that needs to happen. And um, before, I think like, it's, it's just like really important to have a basis knowledge of what's going on before just like saying something. Cause it's really easy. Like we live in an immediate world where we can convey what we want to say with, by posting something, but um, we're kind of told. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But for me, man, it just takes like having conversations with my friends that are black and my friends that have grown up like and having so much more, um, you know, having, being oppressed and being in situ- situations where they've been stereotyped and, and had like these situations with police officers and being like, Oh, well, but I know this police officer who's really nice, but they're like, well, no, no, no. I've like, you know, I'm not discrediting that your friend is a great police officer. Like this is right. what I've grown up with my whole life dealing with every day all Man. the time. And That's it's like, okay. Insane. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I think the, the best thing that like I can do is listen and we can do is just listen and find out where our voice makes the most impact. Um, but also still, you know, showing solidarity and we, it's, it's, it's a fuzzy, it's a, it's a really crazy, um, time. And it's, it's hard to make your actions that you do in real life, you know, look great on Instagram or social media and all that stuff, because it's like, people look at a media outlet all differently. It's like very subjective. People look at, you know, it's just, yeah, it's crazy, man. It really is like legitimately crazy. We're the first era of humans who, who, who can deal with this connectivity. Yeah. Here's, a, here's something I just found the other day is that there's 4.5 billion people on the earth who don't have it. 3.5 billion. Yeah. 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 That's wow. 3.5 billion don't have internet? 4.5. 4.5 billion. So that's the majority of the population. Yeah. So we are in the community. It's going to get more. Yeah. The world's going to exponentially grow. And yeah. so it's like, it's crazy. I've never seen civil rights riots happen from one case in the United States that go from France, mm. go to Germany. It's like it's everywhere in the entire world. It's, like, it's kind of a beautiful thing to see the human race now saying, oh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a global, it's a global thing. And, and like, it's not, it's not even that like more of this injustice is happening. It's just like more of it is being filmed, you know, because of, right. yeah, like more yeah. of it. It's like Will Smith, I think Will Smith said that. He said, it's not that more of it is happening. It's like, this has always happened. It's just a lot of it's just being filmed. And, you know, yeah, yeah I love him, dude. And it's just, uh, this, is how, this has been going on forever. This is just like, we're just all now seeing this because we've been in the last seven years of being on a, all tuned into one basically form of media, which is like Instagram, social media, Twitter. Yeah. Um, you know, all Facebook, everything. Like, we're just seeing it more more often. And so it's a, you know, resurgence of how to, you know, stand up against it rather than it's like, imagine having Instagram during like the civil rights movement, like, and during like Jim Crow and like, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's, it's really, it's a really crazy thing to think about. Like Jimmy, like you said, Jimi Hendrix having plugins, like (laughs) it really is that, you know, he has. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Wow. Dude, this was, this was dope. I love you. Yeah, man. I, Dude, I feel we like have, you and I, can, we have more episodes than some, absolutely. Some, somewhere down the road. I would love that. There's like so many tangents we went off that we need to finish probably. So I saw podcasting. It's, it's like, it's just like grateful dead in that way. It's yeah, dude, it's, it's jamming. It's jamming. That's what I love that. I love when, because I always say like my friends that don't, aren't musicians, like um, people that just are just such a good hang, you know, it's like they, they, they're jamming, you know, like you're not a musician, but you jam. 
I know you're letting what you're letting the results take care of themselves. You're being present. Yeah. 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 That's the point. Well, do you Damn. actually got to go clean the pool? I got to, I got to go, dude. I already th- yeah. I, I threw the vacuum in. I got to take it out. Your girlfriend called you two hours ago. She's like, Damn it, Corey. the pool no. is filthy. Oh, it's no, it's clean. It's pristine. Oh. Getting ready. Just doing a bit, just doing the last bit of brushing. I threw the, uh, what, what's his name? I have a name for the vacuum. I low key like, used to be so scared of vacuum. Really? I, I, I wouldn't go in. Anything. Yeah, they're weird, dude. They follow you. Oh, they follow you around. Whoa. <laughs> All right, th- dude. Thanks for having me on, Daniel. It's nice to, such a nice conversation to have. Talk to yeah, you. man. I'm glad we can hang. Like, we covered like so many things, uh, so many interesting topics. I loved it. I loved it. I, I, I'm very excited for the next one, dude. Me too, dude. All right, my man. Well, hey, Thank enjoy you. your 4th of July and all, yeah, and all that good stuff. Yeah, let's do another one of these, man. Peace out, my man. Stay brother. Later. Mr. Corey Harper, he is the man. Thank y'all so much for listening. Go indeed, check him out on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Google Play just got canceled. Don't don't go check him out on Google Play because you will not find anything. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, uh, he is the man. Uh, I really respect him and I, I really wish him all the success that the universe holds for him. Uh, what are we listening to today? So we are listening to right now since YouTube has been taking down all the all the videos for the podcast. I'm just doing some royalty free uh, ragtime dinner music, and then we're listening to some royalty free lo-fi type uh, beat music. Uh, so I'm gonna wait uh, until some of my uh, my music creating friends in town can uh, give me some cosmic country tracks that we can play uh, during the cosmic country podcast. But as usual, uh, we have the Grateful Dead starting us off. Uh, we had a really crazy version of Sugar Magnolia, 620-1984. Um, really fast. I'm assuming it was the cocaine years. I've never done cocaine, but I'm assuming if I did, I'd be playing Sugar Magnolia at that speed. Uh, y'all go indeed. We just passed 300,000 streams on A Young Man's Country, the first Cosmic Country album. Yes. Literally insane. Thank you guys so much. We're placed on some of Spotify's biggest editorial playlists. means the world. Um, if y'all dig the podcast, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and leave a comment. Leave a comment talking about how you honestly feel about me. You might not like me as a person, and so let me know by leaving a comment in this section. You might love me as a person, and uh, so let me know by leaving a comment in the section. And odds are, you don't feel like leaving a comment, and that is fine. Why not be ironic and just go ahead and say, hey, I don't feel like leaving a comment while typing that out as a comment. Uh, that would be ironic and funny, and that would be a good way to spend 15 seconds of your time. I thank you guys so much for listening to this. Uh, subscribe to Cosmic Country by joining the Cosmic Country Club on damsonauto.com, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I'm not on LinkedIn yet. Probably won't ever be. Love y'all. Thank you so much. Stay positive. Stay persistent. Stay patient. Stay cosmic. <laughs>